Imagine knowing exactly what your students are learning and exactly which steps you need to take next. Join us in Down With The Reading Quiz to craft meaningful and productive formative assessments that move away from gotcha moments of basic recall and toward assessing what your students actually can do. In this 30-minute free masterclass, we'll share three powerful assessment keys that work for any novel at any time of the year. Head to shop.bravenewteaching.com slash masterclass to sign up, and we'll also send you a free workbook to keep track of all your notes. Once again, that's shop.bravenewteaching.com slash masterclass to nail formative assessments forever. Hey, Amanda. Hey, Marie. What are you up to later? Want to join me for happy hour? I'm all in. And guess what's amazing? Our listeners and friends of the podcast can also join us because Brave New Teaching Happy Hour has officially launched. Cheers. Cheers, everyone. We are officially hanging out a little bit longer after school with an extended extra private podcast feed just for you. Yes. Members of Happy Hour get extra 15 minutes of the podcast, give or take, because you know us, we run a little bit long. It's just kind of how we are. But if you would like to get in on this Happy Hour action, please join us. It is only $5 a month. Head to curriculumrehab.com slash happy hour and get yourself signed up because when you're there, Amanda, tell our friends what we do every month for our Happy Hour members. I think my favorite part is coming up with a new free resource for our listeners every month. And then we pretty much break down that resource and how to use it. We also like to have guests on to do extended episodes and even Q&A that's just for you about that resource. It's really exclusive and super private just for you. So if you are like us and you like hanging out, you like chit-chatting about all things that are teaching, teacher life, and everything under that umbrella, join us for happy hour and we will see you there. Bye. Bye. Well, hello, and welcome back to Brave New Teaching. Friends, it's Amanda here. Uh, Marie is not with me at the moment. I want to introduce an incredible interview that I just got done having with a wonderful friend of mine, Blair Wilson. You all have maybe heard me talk about Blair on the podcast. In the spring of 2020, I took my very first steps in seeking out therapy and mental health support for myself. As you all remember, uh, the experience of pandemic teaching in the spring of 2020, it was nuts. It was not your average semester. And I think, again, I think a lot of you can relate to this idea that I, I know that there were a lot of times and reasons that I could have and should have looked for help way before that. But when that spring hit, so many layers were peeled back. There was such a raw experience of teaching and living in that time that I just looked in the mirror and I knew that I needed to have someone to talk to, to process through my goals, my aspirations, my issues, my questions, my problems, all of the things that were holding me up in my personal life and making teaching particularly difficult at the time, other than the circumstances. And so I had randomly been on this app called Clubhouse. I was there for business reasons and listening in on different rooms of people chatting about all kinds of things. And I found myself in a room and I can't even tell you for the life of me what the topic was in this clubhouse room, but I heard this woman speaking and she was talking about 
perfectionism and what it looks like and how it's so problematic and detrimental to becoming the person you want to become. Um, when you have goals and aspirations, but you also have perfectionism, those things actually don't work very well together. And there were just so many insights that I gained from her in like five and a half minutes that I even heard her speak that I followed, you know, over her link in her profile. And I got a hold of her on Instagram and I saw that she was a life coach. And I thought, well, it can't hurt. I reached out. We had a little phone interview and Blair actually at the end of the interviews hung up with me by saying, I will let you know in a few days if I think that we're a good match. It wasn't like she was just grabbing anybody who contacted her. She, you know, she really sat and thought about, would we be a mutually beneficial pairing? You know, would we have the kind of energy and chemistry together that would make our work you know, positive and, and awesome. And so she said, yes. And we started working together right away. And I just, the times, the weeks that I spent with her working through all kinds of things have just been some of the best adult learning and adult self recovery that I have ever felt. Blair is compassionate. She is thoughtful. She is brilliant. She is talented and she loves from the bottom of her heart everyone that comes across her path. And she was the one who had this idea for the episode. And she was the one who wanted to give something back to the Brave New Teaching audience. And so this episode is truly a gift. I mean, from Blair to you, she just, she wants to help people navigate life and feel better about how they do that. And so in this episode, Blair and I are going to talk at length about perfectionism. We're going to talk about perfectionism, especially in light of the holiday season and how that kind of rears its head in a totally different way than it does in the rest of the year. And she's going to help us navigate through the ways to see it coming, to realign our expectations, and just to be present in our lives and moving forward. She's also going to share some wisdom and strategies in coping with all of this. And she's even offered to take your requests for things that you need. So as you listen and you're thinking, you know, I could really use a checklist for blank, or I could really use, you know, a, a blog post on this. She would love to hear from you about what you need. So there's not a free download from Blair on this episode. But uh, we are going to link all of her information in the show notes. Please go follow her on Instagram and send her a DM. Send her a message that you heard the episode. Send her a message and say what you got out of it. Send us an email and we'll forward it along. And we hope that you enjoy this episode. We hope that you enjoy a therapist being on our podcast, giving you permission to be imperfect. I think that this is going to hit home right about now. And so without further ado... Cue the music. You're listening to Brave New Teaching, and we are so much more than a podcast. We give teachers the inspiration, support, and tools to challenge the status quo. I'm Amanda, and I'm a former English teacher from Illinois. And I'm Marie, and I'm a teacher from Southern California. Join us at bravenewteaching.com to find out more about our courses, festivals, and get every episode's show notes. We're so glad you're here. Enjoy the show. We're going to ground ourselves right now. We're going to get ready for this beautiful interaction to happen. And here we go. All right. So close your eyes. 
and take a few deep breaths with me. One more. And one more. Imagine a ball of light in your chest and your heart that is opening up your heart space to serve all the beautiful listeners. And that cord goes into the ground to ground you into this moment and the earth. And then into space, up through your head, and out into the world and all of the world. And then we extend that beautiful ball of light in our chest, outwards, out past our body, and into this beautiful space that is right now. Hi, Amanda. Hi, Blair. Hi, Hi listeners. Blair. What an amazing way to begin an episode. I know that you all heard in the intro before this the, this show music started that we were going to have this incredible interview today, and Blair actually kicked it off. Um, and before we go any further, I want to just turn the mic right back to you, Blair, and give you the chance to introduce yourself to everyone listening. I mean, seriously, even that grounding exercise just, I mean, I really envisioned all of you listening and it was really cool because I don't think Marie and I do that often enough. So thank Mm -hmm. you for that. I really appreciated that moment. You're welcome. I love you so much. It is (laughs) just crazy fate interaction that we met randomly and connected and you're one of my favorite people and I'm so glad to be here and serve your audience. It's just, I was like, how, I just wanted to help. I was like, how can I help more people? And I thought of you and your listeners and um, the topic that I love most perfectionism, especially coming into the holidays. So I'm Blair. I have a very fun background. Uh, I live in Santa Barbara, California, and that's where I was born. I have a bachelor's in art because I love art. I love the creative aspect. I just had no talent in it. So that's why <laughs> <laughs> that's why I wanted to study it. Turns out it getting a bachelor's didn't really help a lot with the talent, but I had a lot of fun and learned a lot of things. And then I was in the service industry for a while. So just serving people in the restaurant industry. And then I still wanted to help people and decided to get a master's in social work. And I am a licensed clinical social worker. I've spent most of my career as a medical social worker in the hospital. So I know a lot about that system and it is rough. And I just want to help people in any way I can. I really find that my skills are listening to what people aren't saying and being able to pick up kind of the problems and the underlying issues and then being very solution focused and just how to how to help people in that way. And I am like a professional encourager. I wish that that I could apply in LinkedIn as like a professional <laughs> encourager, but I haven't found that job quite yet. And so I've done some life coaching just to supplement on the side. And I just want to help people and have fun. And I love interacting with humans. And that's me. I would say that all of those things are nail on the head. You have been a professional encourager for me, for sure. Forget the title. Uh, You have absolutely been that. And you always know 
what's going on with me based on what I'm not saying. (laughs) I talk a lot and you are such a good listener. And I learn from you every time we get together. And I know the listeners already heard, I I went over this a little bit in the introduction, but it was very random that we met. It was so random. I mean, I just call it more like divine intervention. Like our energies just, we were on this earth and we just had to connect. So when that happens, it's just going to happen and it's going to feel really weird. It's, it's super weird, but super amazing. And we're going on like two years here of almost, almost into our third. Cause I think it was spring of 2020 that we met. And I mean, I don't know what is time. I don't know. What is, what on earth is time? But okay. So what the time is, let's talk about. So in real time, this yes. episode is being recorded in anticipation of the holiday season, which yeah. what holiday it is, it doesn't really matter, but it's almost December and we're, you're going to be hearing this episode in December actually, but you might be listening to this episode any other time of the year. So we have a conversation here that's going to be relevant to whatever stage of life you're in, whatever time you're in. Uh, but we will be kind of dialing in on the added layers of stress that the holiday season of December specifically bring on for teachers. I was telling Blair as, as like a you know refresher, because I'm sure she remembers it from school, but this time of year is final exams. It's classroom Uh, you know, either your grade books are closing or you're transitioning into a new marking period of some sort. Maybe your classes are changing. There's usually a lot of expectations on you in terms of submitting grades and hitting deadlines. And then there's the social aspects, right? There's get togethers with staff. There's get togethers with maybe your students or clubs are having parties with each other. There's all kinds of extra happening right now. And in this kind of chaos, we haven't had since back to school. And so there's a, and then of course there's a personal level of trying to get things together, right. For families (laughs) and kids and all of that. So it's, it's special. So we're going to start talking today a little bit about just in general, how we handle and cope with the pull of perfectionism. So I want to ask you like straight up Blair, how and why do you feel like there are so many of us, specifically teachers, that are mm-hmm. struggling with perfectionism. Because we want to be excellent, because we want to do all of the things. And I think especially for women our age, we came from a school system that was more on perfectionism. Like if you failed, you were bad, as opposed to allowing for growth opportunities. Um so that was kind of the the culture we were raised in. So it's very understandable why so many of us feel that. And especially as women too, we want to be nurturers and take care of everything while still fulfilling our own goals and just be everything for everyone all the time to the detriment of ourselves sometimes. What, what does perfectionism mean? Like from your perspective, what does that look like when you see that in someone? Uh. Yes. So I, fun fact, I didn't know I was a perfectionist and I had to kind of be like hit over the head with it because I'm messy. I'm very messy. And like in my head, you, I couldn't be a perfectionist because I was messy. Mm-hmm. It didn't make sense in my head, but perfectionism really looks like to me, unattainable high standards, just ridiculous standards that cannot be met by any human. And maybe your expectation of what to do in the day or the week, and you want to be great at everything. And it's just literally not physically possible for one human. Also, maybe not wanting to do something or start something because you want to be perfect 
So you avoid doing it all together because you don't want to be bad at it. And having these constant thoughts and constant running to-do list because you always need to be doing and achieving and you put your worth in your achievements and your doing and these constant thoughts just run your life and you don't even really allow yourself to rest or maybe do an activity that is fun and like in quotes doesn't have a purpose because you always need to be doing the more important things. So really just like driving yourself crazy because of all of these things that you think you should be doing, but actually aren't humanly possible. Oh my gosh. So I'm sure listeners are thinking like, check, 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 (laughs) check. And that last one, that's normal and it's okay. Well, it is. And I think normalizing the conversation, like that's a, a big step that we're trying to take here is recognizing it. I mean, I didn't, I didn't recognize any of this until I met you. I mean, in my life, you over the head with this. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Like not even close. And and the last point that you made, I think is so like touches home so deeply for teachers. Cause I want to ask you a little bit about Enneagrams in a minute, but before I ask you that question, you had talked about doing things for fun just because, and them not having a purpose. I mean, no wonder we struggle with this because accountability is like the bread and butter of everything that education is right now. There has to be a reason. There has to be a purpose. There has to be all of this. Marie and I just recorded an episode a few weeks ago about doing things for fun, like just because they're fun. And it's just so serendipitous that you brought that up because you need to go listen to that episode now if you haven't done that in your classroom, for sure. Okay, so I'm curious. I know that I'm an Enneagram 2 and a perfectionist. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like perfectionism mm-hmm. follows certain Enneagrams more than others? And does it does it matter? I don't even know if it matters. I would say I would say yes and no, but I would say type one, which in fi- I don't even remember what it is, but in my head I label it as the perfectionist. <laughs> Because they have to get everything done. And type two, which is to really focusing on others and like helping and caring for others. Those would be the ones that stand out. But I'm a type seven, which is like all about having fun. And I'm still a perfectionist or recovering perfectionist. Mm. So I think there are certain types that, you know, and traits that might lead one to feel and have those thoughts that are more of a perfectionist, but really any human can and and I think it's more of a cultural and age thing too that can play into it. But so to answer your question, yes and no. Yeah, yes and no. Oh, great. Uh, thank you. Very yeah. helpful answer. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The best kind of answer. The best kind of answer. Um, tell me more about, about perfectionism and the holidays. Like what are some of the traps yeah. we might find ourselves falling into? And, you know, can we avoid them? Do we lean into them? I mean, what what are some of the things that are just waiting for us around the corner? Yeah. Well, okay. So one of the keys of, being a perfectionist is having unattainable standards. So, and you, and you guys wear so many hats too. So Mm -hmm. you have, you know, your teacher hat and your job hat and your personal hat. And, um, if you're coming into break, you're like, great, I have this period where I'm off of work and you have all these expectations of what you want to do during that time. And even if you just take just a holiday, you know, like Christmas or New Year's or whatever it is, you also have expectations and family has expectations about that. So if I were to put a how to help in three, you know, or four steps, I would say the first one, absolutely, with any problem you're trying to solve or anything you're trying to solve is awareness. Mm-hmm. You have to have awareness 
that there is something you want to do better at or that you are a perfectionist in order to get better at it. So just having awareness of your current habits, your current thoughts, and that it's not working is a step one. And that's great. You've already achieved step one, which perfectionists love, right? (laughs) So just having awareness is the first step and extremely helpful. And then you really look at what you are expecting. So give me an idea of what your listener may, their expectations that they may think they're trying to achieve that are unrealistic. So I'd say that the swing, there's two ways. There's one swing, which is I'm going to use this time to accomplish all the things I need to do for school. And the list is going to be right. It's either going to be grading, planning for a new course or a new semester. And it's going to be the big ticket items or Mm -hmm. the expectation is going to be, I'm going to completely and totally relax and check out. But then we'll be caught with kind of the regret toward the end that I should have been doing something else. Yeah. Or the third is you try to do both. Ah, which is really (laughs) I've done that. That feels horrible. That's way worse. (laughs) Well, luckily, your listeners have a beautiful resource such as yourself, which helps create like ready-made resources for the classroom and can help take some of that burden off. So you have to really redefine your expectations. So let's take maybe you're in the third category and you're like, I am going to rest and have fun and do all of the things and, you know, accomplish everything, getting ready for the new year. And just as a human, that's not physically possible. And then when you're resting, you're thinking about all the stuff you're supposed to be doing And if you're overworking yourself, you're stuck thinking about, man, I just really need to rest right now. And this is my break. And this is a time. So you have to get comfortable with you can't get it all done, which like hurts, right? That we just want to do all the things, right? (laughs) I feel you right now. I can like literally feel your pain in your chest right now when I said that. You know, it got tight. It got really tight. It's not really tight. I felt it. I felt it. Um, but you have to, you just have to look at it realistically. So whatever you want to accomplish, bring down the unattainable standards to this is the amount of time I have. This is what's important to me. And I think also just identifying what's important to you, right? So yes. if your priority is to rest, that's your priority. If your priority is to really either do an additional training or get ready for the new year or whatever it is, then that's your priority. If your priority is, you know what, I've been neglecting my family a little bit, you know, during grading, I'm going to put family right now is my priority. That's the first thing. And under just really understanding what is actually attainable for a real human person during this time. Because I know we want to do it all. But And what's okay to let go? Like, do I really have to bake the ham? Or, you know, like, do I really, do I really have to, I don't, I don't know what other uh, expectation you might put on yourself, but just really looking at it. Do I really have to do that? Yes. Can I outsource it? Can I, can it be done differently? Is it okay if I just have a, just one delivered it or can I give can I delegate this to someone else or just I understand that this is this is not my priority is it important yes 
Is it the priority I've set for myself? No, and I can't do it all. So redefining your expectations, that was step two. If we're back to the steps, <laughs> it's, it's awareness. Yeah, awareness is key. Then redefining your expectations is number two. And then number three is give yourself grace. You are a human being. You cannot do it all and it's okay. And you have to just give yourself a little hug. Like this is poor little Blair trying to navigate all of this right now and it's okay. And and giving yourself grace. It's not going to be perfect. And giving yourself that little hug. And if it helps, you know, maybe I imagine... Oh, I've told you this before. I imagine like, okay, say your friend came at you with, these are all the things I want to do. These are my expectations. These are my priorities. This is how I've messed up. How would you address your friend? Because oftentimes we'll be nicer to our friends than we will to ourselves. So give yourself grace and try to laugh. (laughs) Try to laugh and have fun at the ridiculousness of life because that's all it is. And then step four is just that it's a learning process, right? So we can't expect it to go perfectly. Something will go wrong. It won't, something, something will happen. It'll not necessarily all go well. And really what I try to help with and what I hope people can try to do is retrain their thoughts. So instead Mm -hmm. of just going right into the perfectionism and I didn't do it well and I'm not good enough and I suck and this is terrible, retraining your thoughts to wait, 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 that idea was never realistic in the beginning. I'm a human, give myself grace. And this is what I learned. So that's what I would say. Awareness, redefine expectations, try to give yourself grace and have fun and then understand it's a learning process. And you're here to kind of reprogram those thoughts and beliefs that you are good enough. I have so many things I want to talk about now. <laughs> Once again, Blair has I'm opened the floodgates. Um, and I'm sure everyone else is like, you know, listening, like raising their hand that they just have something to add. But I think, I, you know, when you go through that list and I hear that list and we've, we've gone through this in sessions before. And I think one of the things that is so hard about that list is that what that list requires is for us to combat a narrative that's prevalent in our nation and in our gender, right? That we, Mm -hmm. that by letting go and like redefining our expectations, Mm -hmm. who does that? Like it's priorities, right? I mean, it feels, it's so lonely. It's not what anybody else is doing. Everyone else is stepping up, amping up, you know, re-Pinterestifying their front porch, you know, like it's just, it's hard to be out there doing this work on your own. And I, and I think that that's not only a reason that you want a wonderful life coach at your side, like Blair, but that you, you know, I have, I'm not gonna say you, I have found that verbalizing a lot of this stuff really helps. Yes. Like I use this language with, you just call my, a friend. yeah, call with my friends, with my partner too. Like I have to say to Louis, sometimes my priority is this, if you need yeah. X, Y, and Z done, like I need you to give me a heads up so that I can realign my priorities and I can reestablish, you know, like my expectations for the day. And that's because, beautiful communication. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's really hard. And I think that we're doing this in education too. We're constantly trying to redefine the narrative and break cycles. And it's exhausting to break cycles all across the board. And then all of a sudden have to pay attention to yourself. Um, it's easy to ignore yourself. I have a good one. Okay. Yeah. Maybe to help. Nobody actually likes perfect. If you think about that 
quote unquote perfect person in your head, you know, they've got their hair done and their makeup done and their outfits amazing and their classrooms on point and they got the all the decorations up and they're running like nobody really is like oh my I mean there might be some envy and some jealous because you want that for yourself but like that's not really the type of person I'm like oh my god I want to be their friend like I want to be real right I want your hair in a hot mess bun like and just doing the best you can you know and being a real person being authentic and people yeah so people don't really love perfect they love the messiness they love vulnerability is how we connect and I see someone perfect and I'm like whoa, they got a lot of stuff underneath that is not coming out. (laughs) (laughs) They run away. So um, somebody, you know, when people, we connect with vulnerability and perfect isn't an actual realistic standard. And so nobody likes perfect anyways. So don't be perfect. Okay, done. Episode over. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> We've solved everyone's issues. That's that's so helpful to hear. And I and I think, you know, again, like continuing to share this with people and to talk about the imperfection, it helps, I think, yeah. move the climate and culture of your building and your classroom. I Blair actually came into my classroom um like in 2021, yeah, in the spring, and talked to my AP kids about this. And they all like, they didn't want to get off the call with her. They just really were feeling so like they were just given permission to not be perfect for the first time. Well, let's say not the first time, because I, I guarantee you that they just weren't always listening when someone gave them permission, which we know that's true. Um, And I love it too. Your students were like, wait, how I see this, I see this in my friend. I had so many questions with like, or my brother or my sister and how do I help them? Um, That was a really cute session. That was, that was a wonderful time, wasn't it? That was so yeah. good. Oh my gosh. That's, and that's all I want. I mean, okay, so we're adults, right? And okay, if we're figuring this out, great. But we've had 30, 40 years of doing things and thinking things a certain way. And it's harder to reprogram your thoughts at this age than if you're 16, 17, 18. So, but also giving your listeners a little clap, you know, like you want to be better, but love yourself more. And that's beautiful. We can change at any age. It just might be a little harder. It will. It will be. Okay. So that's perfect. Then let's, let's talk about that. Let's talk about what are some of the steps you think that we can take very practically during this season. I know one that you talk to me about all the time is just what we did at the beginning of this episode, like grounding and being present. Like that's what I do every day before I pick up my kids from school is I am present in the car with myself. I take some deep breaths. I recognize like exactly where I am in time and I'm there. (laughs) That's pretty much the only time of day that I have created a habit of doing that. But what are some of the things, including that, like that you would say to people is a great way to move forward into the season to kind of calm that chaos. Um, under uh, just understanding you are a human being and not a human doing and your presence is enough. I mean, especially for your, your own children, you know, your students, your family, like, yes, we need to do all these things, but you are still an amazing person and you are worthy just in your existence. They don't call us a human doing, they call us a human being 
but with the perfectionism, all those thoughts keep running through your head, right? So if we can ground ourselves, if we can focus on being there and being present, we actually do deliver so much just in being there. And you're going to give more if you are really truly in that moment than if you're in your head thinking about your 800 million to-do list. And I'm so proud of you, Amanda, that you found even a way to do it once a day. Like, yes, 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 yes. That's amazing. Um, So yeah, just taking a moment to breathe and get yourself in the moment and kind of refocused and realigned. And even if that's three simple breaths, I also always love to come from my heart as opposed to my head. The heart connects through energy in a different way than your head does. Um, Same thing with your gut, your gut, your head and your heart, they all connect differently. And so I try to take some deep breaths to calm my brain down and to stop the running to-do list and open up my heart and be in that moment to realign and refocus on what is important right now. And while it may not feel important and it may feel stupid and it may feel woo-woo and like, yeah, meditation's always the answer. <laughs> like, I know that I can't say that. But, but it is so true. And you can, you have so much to give even in your presence. And we can give so much more when we are present in the moment than when we are running that to-do list. And even if you can only do it once a day, that's beautiful. Do you have any tips for like, I know this, I didn't prep you for this one, but I, I already kind of know you do. Um, any yeah. tips for, you know, that awareness piece of like helping people, like how do we snap out of it? You know, how do we snap out of being in our heads to being in the moment? Or are there, you know, tips you found or apps you've done or alarms you've set or like ways that you can kind of like remind yourself to snap out of it? <laughs> Mm-hmm. So one of them is actually setting some reminders on your phone or alarms on your phone. And you can even title it like breathe or like, or whatever you're struggling with, like stop overthinking. I like to reframe things in a positive way as opposed to a stop, you know, doing the negative thing as more reinforcing like breathe or come into your heart space or remind yourself what's important or anything like that. So literally just setting reminders on your phone. I, of course, you know, after a week, you tend to not pay attention to them and snooze them. So maybe resetting them at a different time, or even like you did understanding a time when you're in the most chaos of your day. Yes. Yes. And even just physically looking at your day. So like, okay, when you're in the car by yourself, yeah, that's a great time. You're like, I'm actually by myself and I can take literally just 30 seconds. And that's great. And that's, way better than not. I With perfectionism, we tend to not do something if we can't do it perfect. So if we can't meditate for 20 days, or 20 days, oh geez, 20 minutes. <laughs> don't, get me, don't get me all freaked out here. Yeah, like if we can't do the thing perfectly, we're not going to do it. So if I can't, people, you know, I would think, oh, if I can't give myself 20 minutes in a beautiful meditation space with the incense, you know, then I can't do it, but that's not true. Even giving 30 seconds is better than nothing at all. So reminders help in the chaos of the day, realizing when you might have a time that you could actually do that and just do it then. Habit stacking. So if you brush, always brush your teeth in the morning, which I hope you do, (laughs) maybe right after you brush your teeth doing it. So attaching that new habit to something that you already do regularly that is easy for you. 
and yeah, just continuing to give yourself grace and just doing it a little bit, not very well is better than not doing it at all. I remember that now I was, I forgot about habit stacking. That's brilliant. I totally forgot about that. That's such a brilliant move. Yeah. And making, (laughs) I do. I'm glad. glad you do. Yes. Yeah, we don't need to start over our sessions about personal hygiene. <laughs> Beautiful. I mean, there are some nights that I pass out, like, I don't even know, on the couch, the corner of the bed and my son's floor where the nighttime's a little bit harder, but usually the morning we're fine. <laughs> yeah, it's better to prioritize the important things in the morning than leaving it to the end of the day when God knows what will happen. <laughs> I feel like that about grading. I feel like if you talk, I mean, that's a whole nother episode that by the way, listeners, we would love to hear from you on Instagram. We'd love to hear from you in the show notes, kind of commenting on the blog post, letting us know what are some of the other topics. I would love to have Blair back <laughs> every season um, and just kind of maybe even getting her in here for a Q and a, you know, what are some of those things? Yeah. Like I, I know for me, grading, it was something that I used to tell myself I would take home and do at night after I watched a show after dinner and before yeah. bed. Yeah. And then what did I do the next day? I walked back to school with a bag full of papers. So it's changed right now. There's no bag full of papers. They're all on the computer, but they're still not <laughs> done. Right. It's habit wow. stacking is a really, we should definitely talk more about that later. That's brilliant. Yeah. Um, well, and just a, uh, uh, I'll say one more thing about when you're yeah. trying to create a new habit is reducing any barriers and making it very accessible. So if a ha- um, something you're trying to start is more personal awareness and maybe some journaling for like five minutes, getting out the journal and the pen, you know, so it's not like you have to go find something and that's one more barrier. So whatever habit you're trying to do, and, and if it is taking a few deep breaths, realizing, okay, where am I going to do it? Do I need headphones? And just whatever it is, just making everything accessible. So you reduce the barriers and the likelihood that you, it's harder to complete it. If that makes sense. That's, that's like having already scooped your coffee grounds in your coffee pot the night before. So in the morning you just push start. Exactly. It's, it's it's a different kind of healthy habit. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's maybe it's supposed to be a green smoothie, but you know, for me right now it's coffee. Um, Okay. Beautiful. So let's, I kind of want to come back to this time of year and holiday season and just one kind of last very Amanda question, which is yeah. how can the work of doing what we're talking about here also be serving our colleagues and our students? I mean, to, mm-hmm. to slow down, to address our own perfectionism, to adjust our expectations, you know, how mm-hmm. do you see that as something that can positively impact the culture of our workplace and our classrooms? I mean, is that an unrealistic expectation or is this something that's like, that That to me is motivational. Like if I know that work on myself is going to also be helpful work to other people, that makes me yeah. even more inclined to focus on it. Have you seen that happen? Do you think that's a possibility? Yes. I'll say more yes, though. Yes. <laughs> so, yes. Okay. Tell me, tell me more. Tell me more. Well, okay. First, understanding that if you see someone and you're like, oh my God, I know they're a perfectionist. I know they need to blah, blah, blah. They need to know it for themselves. <laughs> so you can only change yourselves and or change yourself. And you you cannot wish or or lecture the change on someone else, right? But the beautiful thing is by being the example, you do change other people. 
So just doing it for yourself, you will 1000% impact those around you because they will recognize the difference. They will see you breaking patterns. They will see you changing the way you have done things. And that will help them self-reflect and realize maybe I need part of that too. And I think speaking about it, you know, so telling my friend Jenny, you know, uh, Jenny, I just, I realize that I've had these unrealistic expectations and I've been so hard on myself and I, I'm so self-critical and I'm really working on now changing those expectations and really trying to identify my priorities and giving myself some space and moment and breath and realizing it's okay to rest if that's what I need, you know, rest is an action too. And so just talking about what you're working on to another human will help get their wheels turning about maybe ways they want to improve. And then they'll see, they'll see you change. And that will be an inspiration as well. And um, I mean, just, uh, just imagine you, you as a teacher coming into a classroom with your head is running through all the to-do list and you're not really, you know, present and you're just like, you're kind of got that frantic energy. Your students are picking up on that. Even, even if not yep. a single word is coming out oh, of your yes. mouth. <laughs> yeah. And then they're going to become a little bit more frantic just because of the energy exchange. And so if you just, even after break, I'd be like, I rested a little bit more than I would have because I gave myself permission to, and I understood that was my priority. And they'll see that though. Even if you don't say a single thing, the energy will feel different and they will see that. And you are impacting those around you, your family, your students, your friends, your colleagues, just by changing yourself. That is exactly what I wanted to hear and what I was hoping was true. And, and I had seen it, you know, and I had seen it when we were doing that work and um, I had left the classroom um, at the end of that year. You coached me out of my job, Blair. No, no, you supported yeah. me on that journey. But I did, I remember noticing a huge sense of relief, especially after you came in and talked to them and that I did work on that specifically. I fell in and out of that practice, but it is, it is amazing how, intentionally working on that at a time when you know chaos is around every corner is really, really powerful. Yeah. And think of yourself when you're in the presence of someone who is working on themselves. It's inspiring. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. It is. And it's, it's also hard to be around people who don't get it and don't necessarily have any interest in supporting you. So it's, it's all of the things, which is why we absolutely have to have you back on the podcast. Blair, where can people find you if they're looking to check in or have a question, where can they find you in the world and in the internet world? My Instagram, the Blair Wilson. Blair's like Claire with a B, I say. (laughs) That's where I do. And I post a lot about, about my life too, and my two doggies. And I wanted to gift your audience, you know, I don't have a a freebie right now or anything like that, but I want to hear what they need. I'm so much better creating from a space of collaboration and and hearing the needs first and then creating from that, that I am just creating in an empty void. So I would love to hear from your listeners what they need and then creating a freebie that reflected that. And then future episodes, right? You'll come back, won't you? I will come back. I love you. I love you. I want to hang out with you all the time. 
I know. Why are all the cool people so far away? Uh, Sorry, no shade to everyone in the Midwest. I love you. But there are so many people that I wish I could see more often that are so far away. Luckily, we have beautiful technology that allows us to connect. Thank goodness. Do you have any concluding final thoughts for us, Blair? Like, Do you want to send us off with thoughts or, a, a, I don't know, anything? I mean, what do you think? How do you want to end this episode? I want to give two more things. I want to first give you and your listeners permission to rest and understanding that it's important and it is a thing to check off on your list if you want to put it on your list. If you don't give yourself rest, your body will demand when it needs rest and you won't have a choice. So just giving your listeners permission to rest and to give yourself love and put yourself as a priority too. I want to give permission for that. And then also just realizing when you're trying to do all the things, I also love this, that done is better than perfect. This one, like, okay, and I know as teachers and as perfectionists, I would strive for B plus work as opposed to A plus work. And just having that like literal B plus image in my mind helped me when trying to accomplish things because done is better than trying to be perfect and it never being done at all. And B plus is better than not turning it in at all because you were trying to kill yourself for the A plus and you are enough and I love you. Well, thank you so much for being here. I'm keeping it together. I'm keeping it together before we (laughs) sign off and then I don't keep it together anymore. Thank you everyone for listening and we'll see you around next time. Thanks again for listening to Brave New Teaching. We'd love to keep the conversation going over on Instagram. And while you're there, check out the links in our bio for the most up-to-date events going on in the Brave New Teaching community. Thanks for being here and have a great week at school.